and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined as always by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? I don't know, Ryan. Not feeling so great today. Fair, fair enough. When, um, when uh, Boris Johnson dunks on your country as a defender of civil liberties, something has gone badly wrong indeed. Uh, so with apologies for the uh, hyper U.S. focus in this episode. Yeah, I, uh, can I just say we, I do we feel bad about this? We have to talk the, about this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, you I feel that. like, I mean, we try to not be totally uh, Amero-centric, but I think this episode is going to be rather that. So, And, and, and the, I do yeah, also yeah. want to say that this is a time, and, and we can talk about why this is, that, that, that while there's terrible news in Europe and terrible news in the United States— there's actually pretty great news in South America with Colombia electing Petro, their first leftist president in the nation's history. So, so that's we could be we could be talking about that and happy about that, but we're going to be fairly amerocentric and talk about the, the horrors that are happening yeah. here because they it, are a kind of synecdoche for what's this right wing movement around the world. I think so. I don't think it's just a, a no, local no, no. issue. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate, but um, to to not be able to pay attention to to something like you know what has happened in Colombia, but but it, it's kind of along the same line. Like you and I say this uh, to each other, um, I don't know, kind of often, or we we take turns reminding each other that um, the the idea that there was a like there was a genuine like progressive wing, an identifiably progressive wing of the Democratic Party in this country, is a very new thing. And I think people, uh, like that's not a, and that's not hardly a crumb of comfort. I like, like that's that's kind of the same thing with like with you know what's with what's happening in in uh, in, in uh, South America and like there is there is an under talked about left left wing movement in different places in the world. I think that's that's the point you're tr- you're 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 trying to make. Um, yeah. It and. Uh, at least with this country and with like uh the uh, the independent in the uk had an unbelievable uh did you, i don't know if you saw this they had a great article um the title was democrats uh lambasted as quote fucking useless because, <laughs> and um it was about the the uh house democrats who sang god bless america together uh, on the steps of the of the Capitol, did you know about this from yesterday? No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah. They they got together. It was there um, because they remembered um, Gal Gadot singing "Imagine" during the pandemic, and remembered that that was a great moment of togetherness <laughs> for for people. And they thought, well, we'll do the same thing on this. And it was it's really telling because one of the House Democrats, uh, a very famous House Democrat, was not among the number singing uh uh, alexandria ocasio-cortez was amongst the protesters and there's of course you know there's a uh like a uh a left critique of some of the things that that she has done in some of her policies but like it's pretty clear like uh, this this is a thing that hasn't happened before where you just had like this identifiable progressive thing i i I think what since like what you said was like hubert humphrey was the Head of the, the the Farmers and Laborers Party in uh, Minnesota. I mean, like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's right. I think like the '60s, probably right. Like, there was a genuine left. It wasn't always connected to the Democratic Party. In fact, it was largely critical, but it was certainly pushing the Democratic Party to the left. 
Yeah. But right. the point so, the, the, the point yeah. is is that not even that like this was where I was going. It's not that this should bring anyone necessarily comfort on a day after the uh, court strike down Roe versus Wade. We should uh, say what we're going to be talking about in this episode. It'll pro- it's probably been obvious to anybody following the news so far. Um but the what I am keen to to underline and I think this is um where the left wing turn in some like countries and then even in some places within this country has to be understood in, especially with the U S is exactly how as a default setting, how right wing this country is. And I think that, you know, something I I, I swear we've said this before, but uh, is not widely or, uh, or commonly understood. The United States never declared war against Germany and Nazism and world war II because Todd, you want to finish this? Why? Well, because it would have been too unpopular, right? Like that. I mean, war was declared on us by Hitler. Exactly. Because we declared war on Japan. So, but FDR never declared war. And and I just like, I think, especially in this moment, it's really, really worth thinking about with like, like this, I I think we, we had like a period of time. Um, roughly the period of time that Roe versus Wade stood, uh, Wade stood that 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 uh, that uh, the idea of like I don't know Nazi sentiment in this country was like a like a joke, like the Illinois Nazis and the Blues Brothers, you know, like like right. that's I hate I right. hate Illinois Nazis and it, like it's just it's just a joke. Who could possibly have that position in this country? Uh, so how marginal is that? Um, but it's not and, and really hasn't been so so what we're what we're trying to do in this episode um because we are in uh, in our capacities as uh as media scholars but also as people who uh talk about uh, psychoanalytic theory um we're looking at the we're going to look at this uh what what has happened in this country uh very recently um from the lens of like i think of a media history and also to to look at how Politically speaking, the it, 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 this needs to be understood not strictly along the axis of uh, I would say like a cultural uh, critique. That it has to be something like because this this is the thing with with psychoanalysis is it's neither nature nor culture. It's this right. it's this other, it's this third thing. It's this other thing, um, and I think we're going to try to position that as being important. But 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 let let me take you back. Well, can I just so, say something first, oh, ahead, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think that the. I think what you said is really good, and I think that the point of theory is to see like how the terrain gets established. And mm. one of the things that the right has been really good about is shifting the terrain. And I think that what you're about to say speaks mm. to this, mm-hmm. the way in which the terrain, even if certain cultural ideas have shi- seems to seem to have shifted to a more openness to the left, like I don't know, gay marriage being allowed, you know, things like more feminism being accepted, all that kind of thing. But at the same time, there's been a shifting of the terrain to the right, I think, on certain key questions and underwritten by capitalism, I think, in in, in large part. But then also just this under under the sort of subterranean effort by the right to shift the way in which we think about certain issues. And I think that the the denouement of that is the Supreme Court decision from June 24th, right? Like that, that on Mm -hmm. abortion. And I think the, I think that's what you're going to get to is how this, how the, the, if we, we look at what the certain depictions were available in, in the media at a, 
certain points, then you can see how this terrain has shifted in a, in a way yeah. that's theoretically interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think it's um, as we're always trying to do uh, when we talk about um, media, we're always trying to look at like we're trying to look at form, not necessarily content. And it is so. There's going to be two links in this uh, in the show notes here to two different pieces of uh, well, TV media specifically. Um, one is a very famous episode of the television series Maud. Uh, from 1972, which we're going to talk more about in a second, called Maud's Dilemma, Part 1. If you are interested enough to finish watching the Part 2, the you can find the, the link once you start watching that first episode. Uh, and then the second one... But because it's is, serial, you have to start from the beginning, right, in order to really understand what's going on? It's you true. Start you can't from just, episode 1. Got to start from go, the... Yeah. No, okay, I'm just gotta, kidding. I'm I, know just kidding. I know what you're doing to me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But TV no, you, at the time, it's interesting, right? Because... I think you could be a TV watcher today and look at that and go, wait a minute, it's a standalone episode? What's happening? <laughs> right? It's, like if if all you watched was Prime and Netflix, you would watch that and you'd be like, wait a minute, there's something it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's also I mean it's true the thi- well, so uh, to set set aside the mod thing for a second, the name of the episode's called Mod's Dilemma. Most people yeah. refer to it as the abortion episode. Right. We're gonna get to that in a second. Um the second clip is uh, uh, Walter Cronkite, uh, it, he's not the one delivering the report, but it's the uh, CBS report the day that Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973. And there are some fascinating things about both of these. And, and what we want to pay attention to is the really the disjunction between what the conversation is about abortion in these very real pieces of, of, like, of U.S. history, like of media history, and what it is now. And... It's often like I sh- I show these to my students and they're like kind of th- shocked a lot of the time uh, because of the, the conversation. So just a little bit about uh, Maud's Dilemma first. Uh, Maud is a spinoff of All in the Family um, as you know, so was the Jeffersons and then Good Times was a spinoff of Maud. Uh, and there's probably another uh, Norman Lear spinoff that I'm that I'm forgetting, but we can put that to the side until we do our Norman Lear episode uh, for the 300th episode of the podcast. So the um, what happens in this is the uh, so Susan Harris created the show Maud, which if you've never seen it, I, I think it's you mentioned Amazon and Prime. This this sh- you cannot find this show right. You now. can't find it there. I know. It's that. it's you, yeah. you can't find it anywhere. It's not on any streaming service, for that matter. Neither is All in the Family. I'm pretty sure, which seems a, a greater oversight. I understand, like politically, like that might be hard for some people to understand, uh, like the what the angle of the show is uh, at the moment. But I I can't I, I can't explain why this is not on even like Paramount Plus, which is owned by CBS. I don't know why they don't have this streaming. It's never been streaming. The DVDs at one point were out of print even. So it's, uh, yeah. So, um, but it's a great show. Susan Harris, who uh, went on to create um, Golden Girls as well, which also starred uh, uh, Beatrice Arthur, uh, Arthur, one of the best firsty firsties. Uh, I I think name a better actor who's a firsty firsty. Todd, I'll give you like, what's a firsty firsty. I don't know what that is. She's got two first names for two first names. (laughs) I do not know. I do not know. Well, I, I mean, right. I'm going to I'm going to set up a little bit more about the episode. So to think about it, if there's a better actor, okay, I'll, I'll first first yeah. I because I, 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 I yeah. So even though she hated Betty White for the reason, quote, you got to hate somebody. She's still really good. She's really great in this uh, in this show. 
And uh, part of the reason the episode um, happened was that it's it's not it's made before Roe versus Wade, and I think this is the crucial and important thing. Right. It was made after the New York State Supreme Court decision to legalize abortion abortion in the state of New York. And uh, what happens is uh, Maud, who is a uh, older woman, she's in her forty six, w- I think. She's forty six. Um, also, I can't believe I've talked this long about the. This is the I think the greatest uh, American television theme song. Certainly oh, it's the good, most yeah. under, underrated. Yeah. It's yeah. Incre- it's incredible. Yeah. If you've never if yeah. you've never heard it, so at least get excited for that. So um so she she becomes uh, pregnant as uh, a woman in her like mid to late forties, um and ultimately decides to have an abortion for the following reason: she's too old. She and her and her husband, or are, are they married? I can't remember. Walter, right? Yeah, they're yeah, they're married. married. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's her fourth that, husband. I think it's her fourth husband. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I was uh, why, why I was confused because her yeah. and Rue Mc, McClanahan have that. They've been together through six uh, six marriages. Um, right. So they they like it's it's it, it's Maud's decision uh, that Walter supports like implicitly, and what they decided is it would be unfair on the child to have. Uh, parents that old and this is a kind of abortion or reason for for one to have one that is just not in the common conversation anymore like it's just completely fallen out and agree and it's also i mean as we talked about that like this is much more common than you think like like so so like the 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 image one of the things that the right has been so successful at is the the idea of abortion it's like these like these capricious and immoral women who are just doing this because they can and it's in that there's there's no kind of uh life situation that like a mature person could come to a logical conclusion to have an abortion like that like that that's that's what they have been really successful at limit and it's it's really striking to watch this episode and see the 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 way that it's talked about, um, and there is a, a, a another character in the episode who decides to have a child. And sometimes I've seen people say like that, like the the episode. I've seen this like recent criticism that it's like it kind of both sides the the issue. But I'm sorry, the name of the show is Maud. Maud has an abortion. The episode has a take. That's a clear take. Clear. Um, yeah. No, I think it's right. I think it's and, right. And, and I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh no no yeah yeah please jump in I was especially just if you say can think of a better firsty firsty actor but uh, well I do have one coming up yeah oh, but um, nice. I don't know if it's better but uh, I don't know if you'll even <laughs> count it as one but <laughs> we'll see okay, okay. Um, I think uh, so one of the things that is seems clear about it is what you drew attention to is the reason why she's doing it so when I was a kid I've I've mentioned before that I was I grew up under fundamentalist constraints and one of the things my parent my I don't know what my dad's view, but my mom was very anti-abortion when I was a kid. And she goes, the woman just doesn't want to have abortion because she doesn't want to have it, the baby interfere with her tennis game. That was, she, uh. was her constant refrain. So mm-hmm. I think you're right that that's become the successful way that it's been framed. But I also think one of the things that I find fascinating about this episode is that it is pretty much an abortion of choice like they think mm-hmm. that the child would they they're too old they don't think that they they would they it would it would crimp the lifestyle that they 
have for themselves. So it's not like a single, you know, po- mm-hmm. impoverished woman who I think that's the image that the left promulgates today who yeah. has to have an abortion so as not to be driven even further into poverty. She wouldn't be able to take right. care of the, all this stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it is interesting that the show does make it into a very elective procedure when I think the image on the left is you're pretty much the women that decide to have an abortion are forced into it by often, most often by economic necessity. Which I think yes. that yes. is a that is a shift, right? Like that is a yeah. shift. And I think that's one of these things that I was talking about, about the way in which the terrain has shifted. Like the the way the the people, the liberal left, let's say, justifies mm-hmm. it, and I want to get back to the liberalism question. The way the liberal left justifies it is of this this idea of like the women are forced into it by economic necessity. So I think that's a crucial thing that the show is doing in trying in, in attempting to put out that kind of the, the you know centering abortion around a person who is of 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 decent means so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be it wouldn't drive her into poverty if she had to no. have an abortion no and no, by the Ma, way like okay that, here's my here's my act go ahead jack okay. lord is lord does lord count as a first uh, name or no. not really, not I, really. I'm gonna okay. d- just disqualified yeah. keep keep okay. thinking okay. um okay. I think I think it's it's uh it's important that that Maud is is middle class I think you're right that like the um and this is it's just I know that we're like I don't know 15 minutes into the into this conversation um my my ire today and yesterday like that in uh independent uh headline is that the Democrats have been fucking useless and that is is in, and like I, I, I've already seen some takes out there like oh no this is you know you gotta really this is not the time to be criticizing Democrats like the Republicans have been telling everybody what they're gonna do for a very long time and there I think some we're gonna come on to later is just that like the, an, an arrogance on behalf of the the Democrats that the Supreme Court re- occupies the space of the big other that will like it doesn't matter what the uh the republicans do in the house or the senate that the court will always be above the political fray and that arrogance is excuse me um that arrogance is going to it's 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 going to ruin people's it it is ruining people's lives yeah i think and 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 i and part of it is like it it seems like 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 i I don't think it's it's too extreme a jump i think part of it is the seeding of the argumentative territory about who has the abortion because to, to, to make it, uh, that no one, no middle-class woman who with means would be seeking an abortion, like again, and we're talking about like, what's the cultural, uh, like thing. And I I also want to get back to like what, what has happened on television since the mod episode too. Um, it, it makes it seem like, and, I, and you'll see this. I mean, I think this goes back to the the Bill Clinton line. It makes it seem like the abortion the abortion is always an exception, and that has been. I think that's a, a massive argumentative failure on behalf of the, the mainstream left. That like, look, why are you? Why do you care about this thing that is so exceptional? And uh, the safe, legal, and rare line. It's it's like and and like, look, you're you're burdening people who are already burdened like too much. Like that's very very true, but to like to, to minimize i mean i also think there's a there's a slight bit of like uh uh like racist condescension in there as well because it's it's always this like this figure uh 
you know the 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 the, the poor minority who is already overburdened by by the failures and of, of systemic oppression like they they can't handle another thing and like like you should feel for them and that's why that's why it should be okay and and that like you're playing the you're trying to out moral people who think they're fighting with god on their side right and that you're like that is no way to 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 win that argument and there's no it's no way because then you know what you've done you have admitted it's a moral thing which means you can't make it a political thing yeah i I think that yeah passing legislation would just never occur to you which it didn't and we went through this i don't know how likely it would have been but since i'm going to go with 92 not since uh, 73 but since 92 there were two times where there were there were opportunities where democrats had house senate majorities either almost filibuster proof or could have been or where a time where republicans may have sided with them uh, and that had been in 92, from 92 to 94, after Bill Clinton was elected. Uh, so this had been either, but they would have thought that the Casey decision in 92, sorry to get in the weeds for people who are not in the U.S., uh, the decision in 92 that affirmed Roe versus Wade, they seen would have seen that as a decision from the big other requiring no uh, congressional, uh, no legislation needing to, uh, to certify the right uh, to, to an abortion. And uh, so that was a two-year period where it could have been done if that was a priority. And then this is a much more narrow period, but give if you gave the Republicans this narrow period, like who knows what they would do. From July 2009 to roughly February 2010, uh, Obama had a filibuster-proof majority uh, in the in, in the House and Senate. I mean, I mean in the Senate. He had, he had 58 uh, Democratic senators and two uh, who caucus, uh, independents who caucus with uh, with Democrats. So including our guy, I think, right. Including, including our guy, Bernie. So (laughs) it's so, but when you play the moral game as Democrats have done, uh, with this and you try to position it, it's like going all the way back (laughs) to when we did our episode on secular morality. When you try, when you try to position your secular morality as better than the religious morality, you have already lost you have already lost that argument because you have conceded to the rules of the game when you, what you need to do is, and it's been a, a long time since we've said this, the, the, you have to see that this is an urgent political problem and the task is to make the other side's position, like the moral one, is actually irrelevant for discussing the issue. It's right. not to find a better, bigger morality. It's to right. make that position irrelevant. Right. I think that's really good. And I think that, you, you know, you hit the nail right in the head with this idea that the, the moralization of politics, like once you give up or give in to that moralization of politics, then you've that's already on the right wing terrain, which is interesting. Yeah. Right. Like, I think yeah. that that's because um, it's already on a fundamental like your I think your point is really good that the fundamentalist is always going to have a moral a seeming moral advantage because their morality is divinely mm-hmm. inspired. And, and, and you know, that seems like what is, is what's missing is this idea that the political, so we often say the big other doesn't exist. And of course I think that, but one of the ways that the, to you still, this big other still is functional and is established, right? But to say it yeah. doesn't exist means that it's through political contestation that the big other is established. It's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't have any substantial existence outside of that. And so mm-hmm. part of that political contestation includes television shows like Maud. It includes 
a way of shaping our relationship to the terrain of what it means to talk about abortion. And one of the things that's utterly fascinating about the CBS News clip that we've attached to, oh, yeah. but I'll just go yeah. over it quickly. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, they interview people that are like, oh, it's about time. This is an important step for women's equality. And then then they're, they, they're trying to find someone on the other side, right? Because this right. was the time of fair and balanced, not the Fox yeah, the, News the, sense of fair and balanced, fa- but actually the fairness like doctrine. Yeah. fairness doctrine. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they, and which was, hold on a second, hold on. I want to just, ahead, maybe it, people yeah. don't know this. which was actually legally um, news reports had to give equal balance to, to both sides, both sides of an issue that yeah. it's called the fairness doctrine. And this was uh, done away with, by Reagan, by, by Reagan, which yeah. unleashed yeah. conservative talk radio. So that yes. is a that is a really under commented mm-hmm. yes. action in American political history. I thought, recent American political history. Anyway, so yeah. I think that the 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 what's fascinating is they they find three people to mm-hmm. speak out against the. Roe versus Wade, yes. 1973 abortion decision. Now, mm-hmm. what do all three have in common? Well, they, two they are Catholic are bishops or deacons. deacons. I forget. Deacons. deacons yep. And the oh, third is cool. a priest, right? So yes. they, you think like, wait a minute, why didn't they find any Protestant fundamentalists? You would think they would be rushing. Well, actually, no. Evangelical Christians were by and large at the time pro-choice because... You know, Ryan, why, Ryan? Of course you know why. Because, know why. because they were, their anti-Catholic prejudice yeah. associated being pro or anti-abortion with being Catholic. So yes, the notion that they would be up in arms about this abortion decision was utterly foreign to evangelicals. Mm. This is completely forgotten in mm. the contemporary discourse. It was changed basically by Ronald Reagan in the late 1970s when he ran for president because when when Jimmy Carter Democrat ran for pro choice Democrat ran for president in 1976 he was supported by because he was himself an evangelical Christian he was supported by evangelical Christians so mm-hmm. so there it's a to me it's a fascinating thing and it's one of the ways we talk a lot about the we did this a lot in the episode on tenet which I think really, this idea of a politics of noctreglicite, a politics of retro- rewriting the past rather than mm-hmm. envisioning a new future. And isn't this one of the greatest examples of that? Like the right yeah. wing has managed to make it seem like, oh, from the beginning we were outraged mm-hmm. about this abortion decision. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. no, actually it took like five years. Why was yeah. that? Like what? what <laughs> like it, yeah. was, it was fine at first, but then... And the other thing about the news report is that it was, it's pretty a pretty plussed delivery, right? Like they're no one's <laughs> yeah. really outraged. So anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's great. No, it's great. I mean, you cover you covered a lot there and but it's really important. I mean, that's what I, I think is very like there's maybe there's maybe a tone from uh not Cronkite. I I forget the other guy who does the the, the report that like he has this this final thing that uh if uh if if you if the experience in New York is anything to go by, there will be one abortion for every two births. Now that hasn't it hasn't 
been that way. It's, it's more I like think, one for four or even I, less. So, yeah. Yeah. That was something that, yeah, true. We, yeah. We, we saw that before we started the pocket. Yeah. So that, that hasn't, hasn't been that way if it was, if it ever was. And there's me, there's like, if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to read the report to filth, you'd maybe say the woman that they, <laughs> the woman that they got to spe- speak on the pro abortion side is identified as a, me- a former mental patient before. <laughs> so that's like maybe not the, the grooviest uh, a, a way of, 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 of being both sides on the issue, but it's um, it like, it's just, it's very different. Just the, like the, the, the tone, the delivery, the tenor uh, or tenet uh-huh, of the conversation. Um, yeah. uh, it just is, is very different and it's important to look at that. And it's important to look at like really to look at in, in the mod episode, it's fascinating. This is something that, you know, you reminded me about is that the, the conservative position in the mod episode is not a moral one because right, it's the, by this, the guy's name is Arthur. I think in the episode it's played by Conrad Bain who yeah. became famous on the television show, different strokes, which you should not watch anyone. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's a conservative <laughs> and he's totally Gary Coleman. I don't know where Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We can t- continue. <laughs> yeah, it's like the racism of that show is pretty tough to take, but, um, the, he's the conservative guy, totally conservative, and he he, he raises no moral qualms about abortion whatsoever, yeah. none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and and this is like this is a time. So um, I think it's in about twelve years after this, um, a very famous essay on television um, in the history of, of in in the history of taking television seriously as not just a art object but a cultural object in the United States. One of the most important essays is TV as cultural forum by uh, Horace Newcomb. And I'm forgetting the other person's first name, uh, but Hirsch is the last name. So Newcomb and Hirsch, and they don't cite this essay. I don't think, or so they don't in the essay. They don't, it's publicly available. You can, you can find the PDF of that pretty easily. TV as cultural forum. Uh, I know I can't remember if they cite mod in, in it or not. They, they're, they're talking about uh, another episode altogether, but their point is that, um, what television can do in a, a radical way, it's not just this, this idiot box that um, rots your brain, that it can present a range of uh, opinions on an issue. And then through our, um, like working through emotionally the issue with a, a, a perspectival character, we can get like a, a kind of a, a singular, like radical take out of it. Like, and, and, and this is very much in the Norman Lear model. It's the, like their mod basically like what, what uh, one way of thinking about this episode is like mod is soliciting the opinions uh, across the political spectrum before coming to her own conclusion. And as I said earlier, like that is the political position of the, of the episode is the pro abortion one, even though the, uh, there, you know, other people were, were talked, talked to in the episode. Right. And th- this is kind of, this is kind of their point is that like T TV can open up a conversation because it's in, you know, as I, as I like to point out, like, I mean, especially at this time, but even now it's in everybody's home and it's incredibly likely that the furniture in your living room points toward it, which means it's very important just right. structurally, formally. That's a Joey Tribbiani line from Friends. You don't have a TV? What does all the furniture in your living room point toward? So <laughs> it, it's, and it's, a, it's a very important point. Um, but something that I'd like to point out with this essay, that if you want to be dialectical about it, uh, if TV can open up a conversation, that means it also has the capacity to close it down. Yeah. And it's, it's different to talk about 
TV in a time of the fairness doctrine than TV after fairness doctrine. So what happens? Um, the the storyline on Maud is pretty exceptional in the history of U.S. TV. Um, and because most plot lines where a character is considering a, a, an abortion and on just oh, and this is the other thing to point out is that like it's a funny episode of TV. Like it's, it's very funny. funny. It's, it's funny. Very, and and it seems and and Are this you gonna, is also who, who, which of us gets to say the great joke because it's a really you do great it. joke. You okay, do it. Go right. ahead. So <laughs> so Maude goes. She's just found out she's pregnant. She goes, "Pour me a drink. I gotta have a drink." And then and then she goes, "Make you better make it a double. I'm drinking for two. And it's right. Like, alcohol. Great. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. So alcohol. Good. Right. So it's a great joke. And then I was happy to look on IMDb, and one of the commentators wrote. Ma, at the time this was filmed, they did not yet know that drinking while pregnant was a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> and I just like, thought, yeah, that's the joke. Know. No, that's come on, stop that. Right. It's, that's that's right. that's the joke. But um, right. but yeah. So um, what would happen on TV if a character, particularly, and usually this would happen in dramas, not in sitcoms. So that's another thing that like that I think is striking about the episode in most other and i'm going to name two but in most other uh tv plot lines american tv plot lines where a character does get an abortion like they're dramas they're not uh, comedies um but most of the time that this plot line would come up the woman who was considering an abortion would either would either have a miscarriage or would die this is just a a trend in i mean i would i think it's fair to say post reagan tv uh especially um but there are a couple exceptions uh, and that uh, on the drama side, one is the HBO very, f- uh, I, maybe because it's HBO, the impact is a bit muted, but an episode is six feet under called twilight. And it, um, it handles the other side, which is of, 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 of seeking an abortion, which is like, I've seen some good conversation on this online that like there, there's, there's another thing that is in culture is that like to get an, uh, decide to have an abortion is a traumatic decision and it's, it, it's intensely personal and awful. And that's kind of what happens in this episode of six feet under. But then I've seen a lot of pushback from women who said like, my abortion was not like that. It was just like, right. it was very perfunctory. It was a, it was like a, it was like a, it was a decision. It was a clear, like, and I think that we've also lost that a little bit, which is again in the, in the mod thing where it's like this like logical decision, this like thing that you do, you go to the doctor to do, but, um, twilight is a pretty good, if not like a little emotionally devastating, but then the, um, I think more famous cause it's on network TV would be, uh, Carrie Washington's character on scandal, um, has, uh, an abortion as well. And this was like a pretty big deal when it happened. There's a, maybe a couple other examples, uh, that I'm forgetting cause I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, but, um, that shift alone, from comedy to drama, from like from uh, logical decision to like has to be this kind of overwrought traumatic thing, which is not to say that it, it can't be, but just that's the way that it's being presented. Like that's the, that's the option. That's how you do like, right. Like, I that can, it cannot not be that. That's what exactly. That's right. exactly my point. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't like, I could never imagine an episode of the office where a character right. uh, got an abortion. Like that's just seems that's utterly unthinkable. Uh, right. And, 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 and that again, like you can see you, when you, when you, you just really like watch the episode, like you'll see very clearly how the, like how the media terrain has changed and that, how that reflects an argumentative terrain. And it's on this axis that, um, you know, people point this out that like, 
uh, like the, the right wins the culture war for kind of for two reasons is like one, they get people like the, to not think about class, um, and, and, and labor and, uh, like really like politics and collectivity. Uh, but another thing is that like they, they launder the, like they launder their ideas that the majority of the country does not support, you know, right? Like, I mean, you just look at the recent thing, like, what is it? It's like 37% think most or all abortions should be uh, outlawed. That's, sorry, that's like, that's a, that's a minority opinion, you know, like, right. like what, what is it like around, like it's closer to 90% about the, about gun, uh, gun safety measures. Right. And that's what we call right. it safety, not control or ban, but any, but that's a separate conversation. Um, what they do is they launder, their their unpopular ideas through culture wars and then that seeds the ground for the political work because what the mainstream democrats they don't want it to seem political they, they haven't yet and i think they're will have to be forced to see this as like something that is urgently political and then they have not wanted that uh in 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 the practice of of their political thing like like every especially like every election since 92 since uh the casey decision they could have said like the right does that abortion is on is on the election ballot this this election they could have said that justifiably right Right. but right you know and 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 i'm just like again i just tired of seeing these like articles that republicans have laid out a multi-decade layered approach finding novel legal action to take down like and so the democrats just take this that's just that's just it like there's no like they, they can't they can't they can't pursue novel legal action themselves for their own like th- that, that's 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 not allowed because that would be what like too enthusiastic that would be too political i, I don't i don't know like yeah. uh you, you, gavin newsom after uh, after governor the texas law yeah governor of california um after the texas law that made it so people could um uh, private citizens could pursue like a bounty uh, uh, a woman getting an abortion said we're going to do the same thing with gun laws and i don't think that's happened i mean he said that months ago right it's, it's it, right. you know and 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 if, if like if you think that that can work if that's a novel legal challenge like where's the where's the thing like you 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 can do that but it's they continue to try to win a game that the rules are set by the right and you have to make the, I said it earlier, you have to make those rules irrelevant. And what, what, what I mean by that is like, if, if you like, okay, raising minimum wage, that, that is a way of making irrelevant a right-wing conversation because you're, you're actually doing, you're giving something to people like universal healthcare. Like you can, you are making irrelevant a conversation uh, uh, by, because, you know, people don't, even in these deep red states, people don't want to give up the Affordable Care Act at this point. That's well, the like, ones that's that not have a, it. Yeah, that's that's true. To, like, and that's not a pop, even that is like, and, and, and the Republicans weren't, weren't even successful enough at, at killing the, uh, as it's referred to as Obamacare completely when they had the filibuster proof majorities. So it's like, like, that's the thing is like, once these things become a part of everyday life, you know, like imagine someone uh, like a like a, a like a libertarian running on an anti seatbelt policy. Like it's just that's irrelevant. Like and and that's a mundane example, but it's it's like no, that's an interesting example actually. I think Ryan, because you're right. So when I was when that when this when seatbelt laws first 
were passed. I think there's only one state that doesn't, I think it's our neighboring state, New Hampshire, that doesn't have a adult. Live for your dice. Yeah. <laughs> adult seatbelt law. But you're right. Like when I was a kid and those laws were first being passed, there was a lot of libertarian outrage mm-hmm. about the laws. But then once they got passed and once they were in, in force for a while, no one cared anymore. No one you know, cared. so I think that's a really interesting point that we, I think we tend to underestimate the power of inertia once something is just in place. It's just there. And I think, yeah. 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 I think that really, I think most people, and I don't, I, this is not a judgment. I'm like this too. Like, I think most people just go about their lives and whatever the ruling situation is, it's just, it's just, that's just what it is. Unless mm-hmm. they can, they sense a really dramatic, problem with it or something that and, and it has to be a problem that seems rectifiable right so mm-hmm. otherwise i think they're just like whatever i'll just do that i'll just put this it's annoying at first but then i'll just put this seatbelt on so i think that's really important like this power of inertia and i think that's why controlling the terrain is so important mm-hmm. because if you control the terrain then you control which direction the inertia is yeah is, is pushing things right so i think that's that's a huge thing and then i think this to come back to this big other point i think it's really important if we trace this you mentioned the history of television i think i brought this up example up before i know privately to you but i think on the show before but this when seinfeld when oh, yeah. elaine yeah. set talks about someone is talking about the right to abortion and, and she gets an argument she's like no you didn't I, no one gave. It's the Supreme Court that gave me the right to abortion, and right. that she breaks up with a guy because he's not uh, pro-choice. Pro-choice, that's what, that's yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't happen to have seen the episode, so okay. I just talking talking about it from hearsay. That's fine. So, Sorry about it. so yeah, from, I, from hearsay <laughs> and rumor, this this episode this episode of television anyone can watch right now. Anyway, yeah, it yeah, actually doesn't exist. I, that was a yeah. very that was too much of a slavoy moment talking about it. That I <laughs> haven't seen, but um. But I think the point holds pretty well that this belief that the other exists and is ensured the right, when in fact, if that's if you really think that, then the right is in in grievous danger at any point, right? Like it's in mm-hmm. it's in it's you know like that moment in A Few Good Men where where Tom Cruise <laughs> says to Jack Nicholson, Tom Jack Nicholson says danger, and he goes grave danger then nicholson goes is there any other kind <laughs> and i think like <laughs> that's how you should view the right you know if you think yeah. that the it's given by the supreme court that court could flip at any point it's not a yeah. that's not a that's not a structure that has some kind of solidity attached to it so i think that's really the way and that and one of the things that give that hardens me after this dark moment is that there's up until even up to this point the, the the if you take look at surveys about the breakdown of who believes in the supreme court it tilts mm-hmm. to the left like it's always liberal mm-hmm. mostly liberal but liberal leftists who believe more than conservatives which is kind of crazy because it shouldn't be that way and so i think now we're going to see a corrective of that which i think is a good sign like that that yeah. there'll be yeah. more leftist liberal leftist investment in political struggle. And that's what you've been talking about a lot, like mm-hmm. this failure of any political struggle. So more investment in political struggle rather than just reliance on 
the big other of the court or of the law yeah. to decide something. Well, it's it's one of those things that that I I think is easy to see in the like again like I, I the court has made it very clear for I since Roberts got when did Roberts get appointed by the way just uh, so I have the timeline right Bush's first term right so it's okay two thousand three something yeah so especially since he got there the antagonism between the Supreme Court and Congress has been incredible and the m- many like the the line of logic that Roberts brought to the court, I think I'm right in saying this, is that, well, the court shouldn't be the one upholding X. It should be Congress that right. does it. And right. to not have seen where that was going to go, I just think is a, a, an act of hubris on, on, on behalf of, of Democrats who could have done anything about that and it's and and it's in it and especially because it's this and it's the voting rights act and it's like so your 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 hubris has uh enabled uh racists and misogynists like that's and and which says kind of something about you uh as a as a group and like and 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 i and i think a, a lot of it comes back to those two things and just a naivete uh, th- this like liberal naivete that like, well, no, of course things would just incrementally get better. Or if they get worse, like this was, I thought this was incredible. Wasn't, wasn't Biden's quote immediately afterwards that they didn't restrict the right. They took it away. And it's like, that tells you about the naive belief on the mainstream Democrat is that like at worst, they will take something away a little bit and we can live with that. And I, and I, and I, and I think that that again is just this, like this complete, just seeding of, of the ground to uh, the, the of the political terrain to to the right and like you just I, and and what I what I want to see and I, I and I and I kind of hope along along with, with you is that like I want I, that has to stop that that cannot be a thing anymore and and like the people you know like the the people who have for the longest uh, done been the uh, uh, the embodiment of that. Uh, of that kind of inertia, of that kind of political inertia, naivete, like they gotta go. I mean, like your Diane Feinstein's, just to speak California, your Feinstein's, your Pelosi's. Like, uh, uh, sorry, I think maybe that's, you know, I don't know. That's I, that's not too extreme in, in, in this, but like, th- like that that's that's where you you need this push toward urgency and not this like you know what the Democrats have become, and people should look this up too. Maybe I'll try to give you this link. Democrats have become Dana Carvey's impression of George H W Bush. <laughs> which the it, which, they're not that funny, man. No, they're not, they're not funny, that but, funny. He's funny, but it w- he's funny, but it wouldn't be prudent. Can't right. do that. Wouldn't be prudent. Can't do gun control. Wouldn't be prudent. Yeah, but but can't, don't you can't, think we wouldn't I, be prudent? <laughs> like that's the whole. That's been the whole thing. I agree, but I also think that it part of it is because of who the their electorate is, right? Like they their electorate has shifted away from, totally away from the working class, at least the white working class, but increasingly like working class of, of, of uh, as such. Right. So, so I think that's, that par- that's probably I mean, true. My little thing, my, my, my only, my little, my little hand check on this is like, I, I that's just about who votes. It's not about who doesn't vote. You, you know, like, like we, I mean, we always talk about this. There's more, more people who don't vote than vote for either party. the, like specifically. And, and I, I mean, that's how 
uh, Ocasio Cortez uh, won the seat in a solidly like that was that was no one ever thought. I forget what was even his name. Uh, I forget uh, the guy's name. Yeah, I forget the guy's right. name. He was see, he was seen as a rising. No one thought he could of, lose. Right. No one thought he could lose in in that in that district. And so like that's I think when the and this is another is what I would say, like, it's where the conversation is, is that, like, if the conversation is about the voters and who votes, then I think, yes, absolutely. But if it's about who doesn't vote, then I think it's a different conversation. Yeah, but my point is just, I mean, my point is just that there's been this abandonment of any kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word. No, no, no. Like, you're, I, you're. I think that's who doesn't vote. That's what I. That's that's. I think my point. That's where maybe our points converge. Yeah, but you know, I. But but. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. But my point is that they would have. They wouldn't have shifted over, to vote Republican if there had been some, you know, continued effort to, pursue even I don't know like the policies under Johnson other than the Vietnam sure. War, right? Yeah. Like that. Like there. There. There has been since. Since Carter, this systematic move away from anything that was challenging to capital. Clinton yeah. Okay. The, well, this is the this is the next point and the greater point, and that's why Pelosi is a, a good example, I think. For Pelosi's the for worst bo- for, bo- you know, for both I, of our I, points. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's the worst in terms of her investment, literally, literally. in capital. Right. Like, <laughs> I have a, yeah. I have a, I have a young neighbor. She's like, I don't know. She just had her fifth birthday, and she. She says to me, she says, something just happened. She goes, like, it was like this extreme thing. Like, I, I ate a whole elephant or something. Literally. Okay. And I, I thought that was great because she really captured how literally has become completely metaphorical yes. today. Like, yeah. everyone that uses the term literally, they beat it metaphorically. Figuratively. I mean, oh, I'm talking yeah, metaphorically. metaphorically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do think that this is a, I mean, it's a, to me, this is like the crucial thing i mean no i don't mean to be too simplistically economist in my explanation of things but i really think that this this total seeding of the ground of of the of economic struggle and then and then and pelosi seems to be the embodiment of that right like she's total she's the she's the number one congressperson using her position to invest in the market, right? So I think so that that's, yeah. Conceptually, I just want to, just for, for listeners, like conceptually what Todd's argument is, and, and I, which I agree with and endorse, is that, uh, and I think this is a point in the conversation, it's like that, like this, we've, I think we've tried to establish like how was the ground seeded and, and where, and I think it was on the line of, of culture and a line, I think TV, I think it's easy to say like, oh, it's TV, like that. that's just, that's just, it, it has to be something bigger than that, but I think right, it's following rather than leading most of the time. Right, I think. exactly. Which, which, um, even if it is, it's like a huge support. Of, in, absolutely. In that case, if if, if right. you wanted right. to make that argument, yeah, but yeah, but I absolutely. do, but I think I think there it, it is in more of a primary. If I'll put it this way, maybe it's like a primary secondary position. If you want to do that, that's yeah. that's what yeah. I would argue. Um, moving, like moving forward, it's like where is the ground? continuing to be seated. And I think this is the, like the larger scale, uh, concern after this is that what is going to happen is a increasing, uh, calcification of the Democrat mainstream democratic party with, uh, capital and the interest of capital. And that's, 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 that's your point. And so I, you should play that out a little bit. For, yeah. For yeah I think, thanks for <laughs> helping. No, it's, so, it's, <laughs> like, so, it's okay. <laughs> I, because I think, 
you know, my fear is that the abortion thing is going to make that worse. Mm-hmm. And here's how I think it might happen, and I think it's already started to happen, is that companies will start to do things like paying for their employees to leave the state to have an abortion, resettling, I'm not against this, resettling their, moving their company to a state that's has, that, that has mm-hmm. access to abortion because otherwise they're not going to get the best women to want to work for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think we're going to see that, you know, so that the, and, and then you can see how that might go badly in terms mm-hmm. of what I was talking about, because doesn't that have the threat, at least, of cementing this bond between the Democrat, the Democratic Party and big capital? And I think mm-hmm. that's the it's it's pre- I, it's precisely that bond that has that represents a betrayal of any leftism among and Clinton is the is the figure for mm-hmm. this I think Bill you know, famous Bill Clinton yeah. but I don't know how much better Hillary Clinton was really um, but the, the, he was the figure you know the big era of big government is over like we're not going to mm-hmm. be involved mm-hmm. in any kind of things like that so okay so I think that that's the I think that's a real mm-hmm. risk today I don't know what you think about that but I mean because part of of course, part of you is like, oh, yeah, those corporations should punish those states, blah, blah, blah. But once you're on the side of the like the corporations doing it, then you're 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 already yeah. on the wrong side, I think. Well, you've so given that's a, no, I, I agree. I agree with you on this because it's to me, it's especially since um, I was uh, I was alive for portions of the uh, the 72 starting in the with the New York decision the the 72 to 92 era but uh, not like politically aware so like more my speed is the 92 to now and uh what i think what you just said is how we got here how we got here is that like the the if the the further cementing of the interest of big capital with uh with because big capital increasingly like why 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 is has disney been stripped of its uh, uh, special status in Florida because it has been seen as a politically left institution. Right. You know, like, 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 so, so the, that's a, that's comic to me. That is a it joke. Is. Like it Walt a Disney joke. was a, a strike breaker. Give me that's a break. Why, yeah. Todd, that's why they're in Florida. And, and I they, know. Th- th- I know because he bought I all know. that land because I he hated know. that businesses were on the other sides in Southern California. That's the, I like that the businesses could, could leech from his whole thing. So anyway, yeah. but so the further cementing of the interests of big capital with the uh, interest of, with, with, with not the interests of the democratic party with like with uh, uh, substituting for a platform for the democratic party uh, is how we got here because it's, it's like there didn't need to be political as in congressional action to support women's rights or to support, uh, the, the rights of, uh, of, you know, of, of people of color, like, like, like they're in there. It's, it's businesses where like, we'll follow this, this sort of like, Oh my God, I, uh, there was this big, I, I'm maybe, maybe if I can quickly find the name, of this article, I will mention that uh, LA Times has a paywall as well as uh, the New York Times does. But um, I have my I, I attend a folder somewhere on my computer. I can't read it, but uh, LA Times had like a breakdown that um, uh, racist hiring practices or like a lack of diversity in Hollywood amounts to an economic loss. And this was like a big thing. And I had my students in, in like one of the classes like read it, and I'm like, 
this is one of these things where like this is com- this is on the one hand it's completely true but it's having this argument from completely the wrong angle right like right. we should pay attention to to racism in uh in, in in Hollywood because it it actually hurts them economically and that when 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 you have ceded the ground to the economic you have given up the political completely and that's well that that's how we got here i agree and i think what's fascinating about that is it doesn't look macroeconomically enough right that what it doesn't see is how capitalism as a whole system depends upon racism so Mm -hmm. even if Mm -hmm. their hollywood is defeating its micro interests economically It's actually benefiting the entire capitalist system by perpetuating racism, right? Like that's the capital. There is no capitalism without racism. Like it, it yeah. is not. And or it is and then misogyny, right. like 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 the absolutely know, right. Gap. And like, then and then what's happening here? Like like today, like or yesterday? Yeah. Same. The like, point is, though, it be, has to be there. Yeah, yeah. Please. Continue. Just to be precise, like the point is that you need. It's not because of some, like oh, every capitalist is racist and like no. The point is that you have to have some explanation for your own failure that cannot be your own failure to to accumulate, right? And that Mm -hmm. cannot be tied to the very capitalist system itself, which would put you in opposition to it, right? And it can't be just the big capitalist because that would, again, put you in opposition to capital. So it has to be some other group that then is responsible for your... Failure. What you're so explaining is that what you're explaining is the is the right wing like a, approach to uh, to the, how they are winning the, uh, the exactly the, the, the culture war exactly because, exactly because, because they're taking class out of it and they're, yeah, yeah they're making it yeah. seem like women and 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 people of color are getting as I like to to, they, to frame it they're getting away with something and that's why you don't something. you yeah. don't have as much as it's exactly. not the capitalist it's like the the and I'm sorry please continue your point in a second it's like the Couple uh, a few weeks ago, Elon Musk had this uh, poll: um, Who do you trust less, politicians or billionaires? And seventy-five percent trusted less politicians. Out, out of four million vote, uh, when I saw it, it was four million people who'd voted. And obviously, people who follow him are like at best and caps, you know. So like that's just right. uh, that's still th- one so of the th- saddest things I've ever heard you tell me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, that just, yeah, that number. You know, it's very sad. Yeah, it's very very yeah, sad. But but that's yeah. the but but that's the that's the point is is like you can see from that at least like four four million people uh, on a platform that uh, I don't know how many are on it. I, I used I knew this like a month ago when I was revising this essay on social media, but I don't know it right now. But like that's that's a decent chunk of the people who are on that platform. And they're telling you that they think politicians are more responsible for the conditions of their material conditions of their life being whatever they are than billionaires and or everything that's good. They attribute to billionaires and everything that's bad is attributed to politicians. And there's no there's no way of, of, of doing that like uh, like another way. And so like that's uh, so under under capital, like I, I mean, this I think is a really nice point by you, like how. How like because it's just it's fundamentally it is just I mean this is what Marx's argument in cap like it's it's founded on inequality like it it wor- that's the only way that it works the way you accumulate is that someone else has less how right. do you how buy for a dollar sell for two people are, like three 
three the 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 worker who makes the product is getting paid less the person who paid for the thing is paying too much for what it's worth and you are enriching the capitalist that has it that's simplistic but like again the stock market how do you make money because someone else lost money and like those things sound simplistic and they seem so simple that it can't be the way that it works but that's the undergirding uh that's the rod of the system that's that's how the whole thing uh functions on that so the point you're making. Why do you have less than someone else? Well, it can't be the system thing where you're being hoodwinked by billionaires. It has to be this this, this racist thing, this misogynist thing. Right. This it has to be somebody. Thing. Somebody else yeah. has to be to blame for my failure. I think that's you know to me that's integral to the way capitalism functions. And I, I think and your and your point. Sorry, I'm so sorry. And no, your point okay. is that the the further cementing of capital with the Democrats will inflame that. It will not. It will not right. counter that. Exactly. Even though, exactly. even though the the individual the policies that these companies will be providing, like, will seem to right. be political. I'm in favor, of course. It will, it right. will further right. cementing that relationship. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So it's disastrous. So so every time that I don't know whatever uh, IBM pays for one of their employees to go out of state to get it, like every time that happens, that furthers this connection between. Democratic Party and big capital, and then and then mm-hmm. then you, the whole thing is lost, right? So then yeah. then the only opposition becomes fascism and and the and the party of capital, right? Like that's the yeah. which is which is I mean that's 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 a recipe for disaster, right? Because then yeah. then the only way to become politicized as a figure in the society, as just as a subject in the society, is to become a fascist, mm-hmm. right? Like that's I mean that that seems to me. We're we're near that point right now, I think, mm-hmm. which is a very, a very dangerous point. I want to then I want to say one thing, other thing about this, and I think you're, you're mm-hmm. the way you framed this all, really nicely leads to it. That 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 part of the way that the decision came down, and I think is really it, so it came down in in tandem with a decision on guns, right? So that was mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And what's interesting is the way that they're opposed because. The gun decision was uh, right. You know, the state doesn't have the right to impede someone's f- individual freedom, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it's by saying you can't have an AR-15 or whatever the thing is, right? So you, yeah, so that, you can't. You can't. You need to have uh, like you need to have a reason to carry uh, a concealed weapon in public, right? But that, that was, was that was thrown out. Yes, so exactly. Exactly. So out. then, and then the abortion decision was the. It, it it undid the right to supposed right to privacy that was operative in um, in the Roe v. Wade decision, mm-hmm. right? So so that so it seems to me like what in both cases it's a it's a liberal uh, I don't know what would you call it? like it's a it's a it's a liberal way of thinking about things, right? Like so it's a, most people so most people think on the in the in the first case. They said states can't decide uh, over a constitutional right. And in the second one, it's states can override a constitutional right. So that's that. And people see an incoherence between that. And you're you you want to you want to uh, to poke at the actually the um, like the impossible coherence between them to, to show the uh, what the what the, the right is on about what they're really on about. Exactly. Exactly. And I also so so I, I think that it's. It's it's not, and I, I think this is to me the key point that it's not really a question. I don't think we should be deceived by this t- 
discussion about life. Like, I don't think it's a question about life at mm. all, which is why they're why, why the people that are even the even the Catholic priests they're never so incensed about the death penalty as they are about abortion, yeah. right? Like that's just right. I find that very telling. So that's that, that. It seems to me it's never about life; that it's about the restriction of women's equality. And mm-hmm. and 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 I think the Maud episode actually does a pretty good job about showing how pregnancy is it, it radically limits you as a political subject. So that's yeah. So so I think that's the the key thing that what what the what the right is really driving at with the this overturning of Roe versus Wade and why they're so on about it is that it's a way of of taming female sexuality but also eliminating equality like i think it's a a a a a, a direct shot at equality and interestingly i think even though the Roe decision was couched in the right to privacy I mm-hmm. think it's a way of eroding the public space. And this is why I think the fact that it came down with the gun thing is so important, because I think the widespread availability of guns has only one role. It's to, it's to eviscerate a, the notion of a common public space that's habitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you have, if someone can draw a gun at you at any time, then there is no public space in which mm-hmm. we, can, we can have a, we can interact, right? So that, I yeah. think that that's really... That's really important, I think. So, uh, anyway, so that so so I think that that that's what was being targeted. That mm-hmm. that what's being targeted, even though the right to privacy got overturned in one mm-hmm. conception of it, what's being targeted is actually this public space of which depends upon uh, women's equality. Yeah. No, I think that I think that's a that's a that's a great point. That like what what is. Yeah, because you, it's a, it's a, um, I think it's a, that's a better terrain for the argument is not what's targeted, what's being targeted and, and taken away is, uh, is privacy, but like what is being eroded is the public. Right. A, because, and any site, any site of, of, of collectivity, and because any site of, any site of common, you know, right, any, because any, any site of equality. Yeah. Go ahead. How, how else do you make sense of the fact that they, the two decisions came down one day after the other? Right. Mm-hmm. You, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, now I want to come to the, our last point, which is we're going to turn. I mean, we've been a little critical of the party, but now I want to be critical of like the, a certain whole line of a movement, right? And that is so I was taking a walk this morning and doing my usual thing of last week there was on France Culture, there was a, which is a, they put out podcasts of well, philosophy podcasts. They did a whole week on Foucault's history of sexuality. So I'm listening and and there was a thing about and and the guy, the guy who's representing Foucault, he says, "Well, Foucault, the the host of the show, she says, uh, what would Foucault think about Me Too?'" The guy's like, "Oh, you'd be totally in support." I'm like, "Yeah, not so sure." But anyway, um, so so maybe uh, whatever. I don't want to get an argument with about uh, that with that listener. So don't write in about that. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, so they they play this thing from the archive and it's from, mm-hmm. it's when the abortion was being politically fought out in France. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 you hear a woman's voice say in French, uh, go, no, get the state off of our bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't want the state in my body. Right. And then I thought to myself, I'm just walking along and I thought, wow, I've heard that logic somewhere before recently. And it's, it's like, it's exactly the anti-vax 
logic, right? Like, yeah. get the, don't yeah. put the, you can't tell me what to put in my body. It's a, yeah. like, what is the difference? And my answer would be, there is none, right? Like mm. once, I, I, this is not a pro, a pro uh, anti-abortion argument. I ultimately, I, I think the, the way the abortion argument is framed, and it's been framed this way by many feminist theorist, I think has to be different than the way that it's popularly framed, because it's popularly framed, this is the point I'm driving at, in a very liberal, even libertarian way that then aligns it with this anti-vax position, this pro-gun position, and a lot Mm -hmm. of positions that I think it wouldn't, that the people arguing for it would not want to be aligned with. So I think that instead, it has to be an argument for women's equality. Like, there is no equality without free access to abortion, right? Like, there, there mm-hmm. just, there isn't no equality without that. Not that, oh, the law can't touch my body, because I think the same people saying that about abortion would be even fine with a vaccine mandate. Yeah. Like, there, you have to have vaccines before your kids can go to school. Fine. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. I think you can't, you can't simultaneously make the one argument and then retreat from the other. So I think you have to change the ground from which on yeah. which the one argument is being made. Anyway, I that's think, my little no, hobby. Yeah. Horse. Yeah, no no no, but I think it's a good I think it's a good point and it's uh the like I, I think too too often what happens is uh you get some like so the the right starts saying my body my choice about vaccines and um and the response is like well that's that's a perversion of what that's supposed to mean. And it's like, I I think the point you're making is that like what you need, then you need another signifier because give me a different signifier because it's too, you, you have to, you got to quilt it differently. I think to put it in the terms of like recent discussions on the podcast that, that, that it means that you have allowed this other thing. And and I, and I, and I think that like, I, I think you're right that it is this, um, the, the turn toward, I think the turn toward any argument being on the side of privacy and the private ends up being more for the, that's, that's a pro capital. It's a right wing argument. argument. Yeah. And it's a right, and it's a right wing argument. It doesn't matter what the target of the conversation is. The coordinates of it are right wing. Right. I think that's the, that's the point. Right. Here's the, here's the thing. You cannot simultaneously denounce neoliberalism and then say my body, my choice. You just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it because that's a liberal position. That is a liberal, it's a liberal position through and through. What you can say is, I, I have to have free access to abortion and because, and otherwise I'm not, there's no equality, right? Like yeah. I think it's just, which is, again, this is not, I didn't invent this point. It's a point made by many feminist theorists, but I think it's really, uh, it's really important that the argument not be made on the terrain of liberalism because that's a terrain, that's a right-wing terrain. I think, yeah. you know, that, that gets, I think it's often gets lost in, especially in the United States, but it gets lost everywhere. Right. That, yeah. That, no, that, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, that like, it's, it's not, it's not the right to privacy. It's the right, it's the right to a public, like, it's a right to be like, and, and, and I think this is like to, just to, to hook this back into other conversations is that like, there's the framing, framing the conversation, the, the entire defense of, Roe versus Wade on the access of privacy is a very, is a very legal one to start with where, where like the right to dignity is not there exactly legal. 
There you and go. That's more. That actually is the site of politics. It's not the. That's yeah. it's not. It's not going to quote naturally be the site of of law. Like the this is how it should work, right? Congress is going to has to decide in any Congress, Parliament, like whatever. However, laws are passed, you know, uh, not affirmed by a court, but however they're passed, like there has to be the decision on what constitutes dignity. And that has to be like, that is a political decision. It can't be given by the Supreme court as Elaine says in that episode, I think rightly interpreting the popular understanding right. of it. Right. Um, and, and, and like the, li- the liberal under understanding of it, that, that, that it, but it, it needs to be a, uh, a, pu- a publicly one, uh, and, and, uh, and, and certified, uh, notion of the of the public and like you you can't like the there's no because the 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 court no court will really affirm what dignity means they will like the another recent supreme court a lost in all of this is that um uh you the supreme court of the united states decided that uh if you have evidence in a in a, in a if you were convicted of a crime and you not only have evidence of your uh, innocence, but that you were wrongly given, le- like badly given legal counsel, you don't have a right to a retrial. And the way that this has been uh, cast in different places, you can find this like on Huffington Post or, or whatever is the the hot headline is like um, evidence of, I- of innocence is no longer enough in the U.S. <laughs> courts. And that is a, a take from this. But but really, it's 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 better to actually pay attention to what the right is saying, what they're saying is that there is no right to good legal counsel, right? You do not have right to effective legal counsel, which I would also put in with dignity. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't have, you don't have the right. We don't have the right to dignified public space in this country because, you know, someone can take out a gun whenever they want because that's more important. Because right. we don't have the right to the dignity. Because legally, what is that? That's just too, you know, that, that that's just too amorphous. But like, but we, but but the, a court can do privacy, and they, you know, like they can they can totally do that, and they and and they can do they can do they can do states' rights, and they can make it seem conflictual. But they can like because the idea of like wh- where where in the Constitution in, in anywhere is there a right to a dignified public space where is there a right to like this was the whole thing like we we need an equal rights amendment because it's not there to the constitution so like the the that that whole idea it is uh has to be won politically it cannot be affirmed or, or, or or granted legally even if some you know like marriage equality that was given by the courts which means that could be taken away by the courts. It's about to be taken away. Right. Yeah, I mean, unless, that was the Thomas yeah, concurrence. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Interesting. It's, there are states, I think yours is one of them. Uh, Vermont is certainly one of them where they voted on it. And so yeah, I mean, exactly. Vermont was the first state to have civil unions and it was the first state to have, to vote on and pass gay marriage. So here mm-hmm. it would, it's statutory. So that's interesting. Um, it is also, it, it is also interesting. I mean, again, this is not a, um, uh, I, I don't offer this as a, as a crumb of comfort in a, in a dark time. Uh, yeah. But it, it, when you listen, if you watch that uh, CBS report, what you'll hear is that um, four states had a legal right 
to, for a woman to, to seek an abortion at the time, Roe versus Wade. And so now the number is... It will be 25. It'll 25. be half. I think, it, half. I think everybody thinks it'll be half for it'll sure. Half, At least half. 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 Yeah. 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 So that's like, again, the, 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 the how it, it, it's just, it's just one of those, those things that like, it just makes me so upset. And no, it's, that yeah. yeah. It's mad, maddening to, to not yeah. like, that's not a, it's not a, it's not a safeguard if it could just be that, that easily taken away. Like, and to think that like, again, to think that the court would never not just become a right wing political entity, but that it would, ensconce itself legally in the idea of this antagonism between the court and Congress where like the court shouldn't be upholding civil rights. That should be the, that should be Congress. Congress should pass a law if it's so important and like to not see that's how that you, you were going to get there. I just, uh, how, how we were going to get to here today. I just, it's just so, it's so much hubris. It's just, it, it boggles the, it boggles the mind. And, and what I think we're, we're, we're trying to say is that um, where like the path that this continues to go to a, a more antagonistic and more uh, what like uh, uh, sectioned off, like cordoned off United States is if the, the, the relationship between uh, big capital and the, and the democratic party continues to, to move a pace uh, that like they will, it, it will further turn, on the axis of, of, of what the, the individual and what, 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 what the, the private individual can have. If that's the, again, that if you are playing the argument along those lines, you are losing. It needs to be, what does, what, 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 what is a, what should the public look like? Right. That br- it brings everything in that should be the, the, I mean, that is actually the, like the progressive, uh, platform that was outlined uh more or less by bernie sanders um when he was speaking to fox news like a couple weeks ago that like the climate uh change uh at least 15 dollars minimum wage he's been saying now because that debate's been happening so long that the proper minimum wage should be about like 24 dollars you know um and universal health and uh, i think he's maybe backed off on a federal jobs guarantee but like that should also be a thing like like the the imagination for the left needs to be what does a dignified public space look like right not Great what do, what does the right yeah. of the individual what should what should that be right absolutely absolutely so as a as a way to think about um what our attitude should be about abortion i, I thought i would i would do you know this play by by sophocles it's the what is it? I think it's the second thing called the, Oedipus. Re- no, I know. What no, no, no. It's called from? Oedipus at Colonus. Col- so it's Colonus. the second in the trilogy. So Antigone's the last. Right. Oedipus Tyrannus is the first. So Oedipus at Colonus. And so Antigone is in it, actually. Mm. And so Oedipus has been exiled, you know, because he he killed his father and Mar- obviously yeah. and uh, and brought down uh, a lot of strife on Thebes. And so he's exiled and and the chorus says to him, because they've seen his terrible woes, right? And they say, mm-hmm. not to be born is first by every reckoning, but once one has been born, to die as soon as possible is the next best thing. And I, I think, like, to me, I've always thought that's how we should think about abortion, right? Like, not like not to be born best of all. So uh, <laughs> so the lesson, Ryan, The lesson, is, yes. Is, is I think watch watch Maud watch the whole series. Yeah, but watch if you, the, yeah. 
But this this episode is quite good. And, and also pay and pay attention to the fact that the link is it's not even YouTube. It's the disreputable version of YouTube. Like you just, you just can't you can't watch this. And right. I mean, I really right. think that that does tell you something. It does tell you politically. something yeah. for sure, for sure. And 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 read Oedipus a Colonist, which is a great play, and 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 it's totally the missed middle between mm. Oedipus Tyrannus and Antigone. Underrated sequel, truly the last Jedi of the Oedipus trilogy. <laughs> no, it's Empire Strikes Back, man. No, but everyone is. says that's the best. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> With that, over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd. <laughs> <laughs>